It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. <laughs> Welcome to the Front Stretch, race fans. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced, white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right. With a little indoor kart racing. And don't forget Joe's Karting. Karting with a K for more information. Dirk, this is really, really, really exciting to announce. Would you like to announce it? Our next guest and her t- official title? You mean I Harper from OnawaDragway.com? Yeah. Uh, well, what I was going for there was officially the track owner of Onawa Dragway, Gary Harper joining us. That is correct. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. You've Gary made, with an I. That's right. Gary with an I. You've made a lot of people really happy, and uh, I think some blood pressure dropped throughout the Midwest when they found out that you guys have officially begun the... Well, you'll tell us more, but Transition. you're going to be owning the racetrack. We will. You're going to be running the racetrack, and it will be in operation this year. Yes. Yes. And it's going to embarrass the last group that had anything to do with it. That's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. I hope that they survive just fine as long as they leave us alone. So um, we will be open officially April 16th. On April 9th, we are going to have our banquet, our awards banquet for our winners from last year. Okay. Um, currently, Gary with a Y, Harper, Um, as we affectionately call him, is up north with a lot of volunteers. A lot of our racers have volunteered to help, and they are up there cleaning up the facility and doing some things that need done. We have our starting line is all dug out right now, and we are going to be putting in next week 125 feet of new concrete in each lane, which needed to be done. And And then a couple days after that, Kurt Johnson from Total Venue Concepts, will be here to grind it and refinish it. And he will do that all the way to the quarter mile. So that's something new this year, too. 125 feet of concrete, uh, six inches thick? um, Approximately. And that's just your launch pad. That's as, as a, it's, it's, a it's, at the, it's at the start, and it goes out 125 feet. So it, it, it does go past the 60-foot um, and... Uh, quite pricey because of course as we all know everything jumped this winter so it's costing me about three times as much as what i had put aside for thanks brandon yeah thank you very much appreciate it (laughs) but we were really really lucky to find a really great concrete company that is actually doing all the work at the burgess hospital right there in onawa so i don't have any you know, of those fees where they charge you to mobilize quite as much shipping. Um, yeah and it's it's going to be laser screeded. So I, I couldn't just have my guys who know how to do concrete work come in. It'll be laser screeded. That's what Kurt Johnson needed to be able to come in and use his equipment to get it ground and texturized. Oh, wow. All right. So uh, you had to touch on a little bit. Let's talk about what's, what is the latest with Ottawa Dragway? So we, we talked about that you, you and Gary and Gary Harper. Gary and Gary it, Harper and a, and a, and a, private partner have purchased the racetrack. Is it official paperwork done? No. Signed, sealed, delivered? No. Right at the moment, we are still looking at about another 30 days before the paperwork is done. Okay. However, um, the city is 100% behind this, 
and um, there it's their end of red tape that they're dealing with to get everything to get all those ducks in a row, all those wonderful ducks and squirrels. Well, I don't I don't think you would have invested the time nor the money that you have so far if this was not going to happen. No, no, we would have not. I, at this point, I'm $60,000 in, and we haven't even actually signed the purchase. We have a purchase agreement, but we have not fi- signed the final papers. So Listen, I can tell you from personal experience, it is incredibly difficult to get your ducks in a row. Mine usually turn into squirrels. Yeah, And well, you only have four, right? Yeah, and they laugh at me. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. It hurts my feelings. So congratulations on getting your ducks in a row. That is a very difficult thing but to you do. You ate your eggs. She it, gets no eggs. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, it's not me with my ducks. It's, it's the city with their ducks in a row. So. <laughs> All right. So the purchase agreement basically just, and I, I don't know a lot of legal terms, basically just says, here's a tentative agreement, what we've decided Correct. to do. Correct. But they could essentially just say, you know what? Never mind. They won't. They yeah. are 100% behind this. As Great. a matter of fact, part of the purchase agreement says that we have to keep it as a drag strip for a designated period of time, which, like I told them, that's what I'm here for. I can't imagine why it wouldn't be stay a drag strip. And let the rumors begin that Joe Kaziski will be opening up a new dirt track at Ottawa Racing Complex in, what do you think, three, four, five years? How, how Probably much three, four, or five yeah. weeks. How, yeah, much, how much room does he need? Well, uh, well it's Joe Kaziski. He can make, uh, make wine out of water. So, Well, that's, that's one of the things that we're, that's happening at Ottawa, too, is uh, we have found that we have about 45 acres of property that I just don't need it all. Yeah. So we're planting some soybeans, and that's going to cover my note. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, and by the way, I just want to cover, I'm joking about Joe Kaziski. Oh, Dan, just, I know how behind the times it's, you are. This I is know. April 2nd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, my jokes are usually ill-timed anyways. So, yes. So, uh, that's Joe okay. Is, we, 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 we have a racetrack in a very small town. We're used to the rumors. <laughs> Joe Kaziski is not opening up another racetrack. Because <laughs> it always seems like when there's rumors about a track being closed, it's Joe Kaziski's buying it. And he's going to run it. And I'm like, yeah, but he's selling his incredibly successful well, one. I was going to say, why, why is, doesn't he just buy I-80? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think he'd have to buy I-80 and get a divorce. <laughs> that could be really it's, pricey. Yeah, very much so. All right, back to, uh, back to Ottawa so, Dragway. So one of the newest things that's going to happen at Ottawa Dragway this year is we are adding quarter mile. So on Friday nights during your run what you brung, you will be able to run quarter mile. So for those guys that are looking to bring out their Challengers, their Chargers, their Corvettes, their, their cars, and want to see what they can do in the quarter mile, they'll actually be able to get a time slip for that. Oh, cool. And uh, that will be ready in June. Um, we do not run quarter miles until June to begin with. Uh, one of the reasons being is that in May, I still have too many kids who work for us. They have school and end-of-year stuff going on. And it's just not great weather on Friday nights for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. June is always much warmer, so we start racing at 7 o'clock on Friday nights. It's going to be a lot of fun. Fantastic. Talking with Gary Harper of Onawa Dragway. Uh, website is? OnawaDragway.com. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Dirk, so, let it officially begin, then I'm going to start screwing that up now that it is the official race website. Well, you'll keep calling it what it's been called for probably 
the next four or five interviews at least. Yeah. yeah. No, you're great. So we have a full schedule this year. Um, I know, like, if you look at May 14th, it says it's available for private testing, but the car club depreciating assets... Um, here in Omaha has rented the track for the day and they're going to have their own event. Oh. Um, we have several days where it is just a Friday and Saturday. If you look in June, on June 18th, we have a box, no box, junior's bracket race. Um, and then Saturday night, I've got a streetcar drags. So, um, you know, we have a couple things going on that day. Um, we're going to utilize the facility as much as possible. We are closed. Go ahead, sir. Take that with you. Yeah, take, take it. Sir, you go take, ahead. It. take it with you. Oh, I, oh, this is what you want, babe. Hey, you're a drag racer. This is what you want right here. This has the schedule on the back, and it's also a free ticket. Take one for your buddy. And there we this, go. And that one right there is the larger flyer. Turn take that over, and that's got the whole schedule. Take them all. Okay. That's one you can put in the garage in the wall. Okay. Or in the trailer in the wall. Yeah. I love live shows. Well, I just got those from Dawn the other day, so you're welcome to take those too. So, had to wait till I got some things done. Thank you. <laughs> I could see the back of his shirt. He's a Topeka fan, so there we go. you know, I do, I can't blame him. So, all right, where were we at? So, uh, so we have a lot of things available, and they are listed on the on the on the schedule. Where on Sundays we're available for private testing. All of those types of days, everybody always wants to come up and ask me how much, how much. I'm going to tell you right now, that's a Harper question. You need to call the phone number at the bottom of the page and call him because he's going to ask you a lot of questions. He's going to ask you how many cars, what kind of track prep are you looking for? How fast are the cars? Yeah, how fast are the cars? He's looking to know how much experience you all have, and a lot of it depends. If you're bringing me a group of 10 to 12 cars, I only have to have me, my husband, and my safety crew. If you're going to bring me 50, 60, 75 cars... I got to have a whole staff. You got to have, yep. You know, so we have uh, eight points races this year. Then in September, we also have our Labor Day payday shootout that brings in cars from eight different states. Wow. Yeah, and uh, we pay five grand to win in top class and twenty five hundred to win in bottom bulb, which is basically mod or pro class. Um, top class would be your super pro or your top bulb. So. Uh, we have an all-motorcycle event in September this year. We moved it to September, and it's going to be September, 8, uh, September 17th, excuse me. Um, and it's going to be a, a really great thing. Uh, Steve White Kemper is helping me with that event and helping me put it on, and he has taken it and just really run with it. They have a lot of interest in it so far. We have our Hot Rod Havoc, which is our nostalgia race. That is going to be in July, and it's going to be July 23rd and 24th. We have the Nostalgia Gasser Group is coming back to see us. We also have the Midwest Class Racers are coming. Now, they call themselves that on Facebook, but what a lot of people don't realize is that is the stock super stock guys who run the NHRA races. They run the divisionals and the national events, and those are the guys, there's a whole group of them that live up here in South Dakota, North Dakota, Wisconsin, Minnesota. And I don't know why so many of them live where it gets so cold. <laughs> However, there's a whole group of them and they call themselves the Midwest Class Racers. And they will come and have their own individual race that weekend. Now, how, many, how many of these others besides the Friday night quarter mile run what you brung? How many other quarter-mile events are there? So um, probably the Nostalgia Race will be quarter-mile. 
And then there will be um, a class at the Halloween Hoot Nanny that'll be for fun. But honestly, most of my bracket racers, they like Eighth Mile. They go, um, if you go to any of the big money races, like if you go to the SFG race, which there's one over in Cedar Falls, um, it'll be Memorial Day weekend. It's all eighth mile. If you go to the million dollar race in Georgia, it's eighth mile. Well, yeah, it's, it's actually, it's a little easier on a car. Yeah, so it's and in our particular case, we are an IHRA track. When you go to IHRA World Finals, they run eighth mile. So I'm going to run my bracket series eighth mile because I want my racers to be as good as they can be so that if they are my winner and they go and represent us at Memphis, I want them to go race what they're used to racing, which is eighth mile. You want them dialed in. Absolutely. Yeah. I want them to be the best that they can be. I don't want them thinking, oh, well, you know, we normally race quarter, but now we're racing eighth and have to second guess themselves. That's not what I want. I want my winner from my track to be as prepared as he can be. We are here to support them 100%. Last year, um, last year World Finals was in Memphis. This year, Memphis has sold. Um, there is a slight chance that Memphis will survive. Um, they're waiting to hear from their, um, their entity who does the zoning commissions around there. If, if they do survive, I'll be shocked. Um, because Memphis is a very depressed area, so they need this business to come in and make a difference. So World Finals has been moved to Holly Springs, Mississippi. But honestly, it's only another um, 40 minutes down the road. So we don't have to go that much further for, for World Finals. So I'm sure the, the whole Memphis complex then is what's being sold. Yes, the whole Memphis complex. Um, it, it was owned by IRGS Entertainment, um, which is a division of IRG, they also own IHRA. Because I've been down and worked races for NASCAR at the asphalt right, track correct. down there before, and I know they had the dirt track there, and right. then the drag strip on the east end of it. So Correct, and so um, it's it's been up for sale. Um, Palm Beach International, there's a lot of drag strips that are going away, Ooh. and it's, it's really sad. Dirt tracks too. Yeah, yeah, it's really sad. So we were really happy when we were able to find the funding to be able to keep Onawa Dragway open. Mm. Palm Beach International sold. Um, there's a track in Ohio that I know that shut down last year, and they sold, and the people who bought it are not going to keep it as a public drag strip. They're keeping it for their own private use uh, for fun. They're a car club and they're able to afford to do that. But it's really sad for my racers in Ohio, who we know, that they don't have a home track to go to now. Right. And so we are really excited. Ottawa City is very excited to know that, that we are gonna stay open. They helped the original people who put this in, they put some money in with it also, the city did. And so um, the city is really excited to see it continue because they see an influx of people in the summer oh, and it contributes it, it, it contributes to their economic impact and i know we have ladies in town that they jump on their husband's scooters and they you know putts into town and they go shopping and go do things and then come back and watch the races well you're hitting the gas station whether it's come up for more generator gas or just get gas to go home um I think in the beer sales are probably pretty good. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and we do. We, we, we plan to continue with the beer sales. Um, we are probably going to discontinue the bar sales um, as far as hard liquor. Um, the whoa, difference whoa, in, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know. The difference in <laughs> price is just, you know, we, we have to think about some practicalities. 
Um, but, you know, we have events every Saturday. We start at about 2 o'clock on Saturdays, and we run in through the evening. You know, our ticket prices are very reasonable. It's $15 for an adult. Kids 12 and under are free. So there's a lot of places now that kids are not free anymore. Yeah. And we want you to be able to come and have a good time. We have, um, we're changing out a lot of the lights on the racetrack, so it's better to see for our racers. Um, we added lights in the pits last year. That was at our cost, not the facility owners, um, so that we had, you know, lights in the pits. So it becomes a dangerous thing. We've taken on a brand new sponsor that I can't announce his name yet. Um, we've taken on a brand new sponsor that um, he sponsors Coletta Motorsports from NHRA. So there's no telling. He might be able to con those guys into coming around hmm. and at least, you know, uh, parking the cars this year and doing a meet and greet. And maybe next year when we've got some concrete in the pit area for them to park on, you know, maybe they'll come make some passes for us. Fantastic. Once again, we're talking with Gary Harper of Onawa Dragway at onawadragway.com. How catchy yes. is that? <laughs> How catchy is that? So Easy for I'm me gonna, to remember. I'm going to leave you guys some free tickets to give out. Awesome. Okay. So you can give them out all weekend or whatever you want to do whenever you see some people. And uh, we'll see you at... Uh, see if we can convert a few for you. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you over at Quaker Steak and Lube here soon. Every Sunday. I know. I know. Every <laughs> Sunday. I know. We'll no, come down. Uh, I try to get down there on Thursday nights here, especially with Classic Car Cruising kicking off soon. So uh, I, I think there was one um, last week or the week before, uh, Rich Sip, who um, he drives a dragster. Yeah. They're parked over here. Um, Emily and Elizabeth are here this weekend, too. Jeremy Lurkey. They're all here representing Ottawa Dragway. They have their race cars on display down there. Emily and Elizabeth, they drive juniors. Yeah. They have our little cars. They're wonderful. Those girls are hilarious. And uh, I really appreciate their support. So sure. Rich, Rich says he goes on Thursday nights to Quaker Steak and Lube, and he says it's been open already. So oh, we're going to try and get down on Thursday night, too. Yeah, we'll so, see you there. So, you guys doing any uh, announcer auditions or anything? Or? Um, well, we got PJ Peterson again this year, but we can always use a few, let me tell you. <laughs> we can always use a few because sometimes PJ has to leave. He, PJ also uh, works at, uh, I believe it's Harlan. Uh, Crawford County. Uh, Crawford County. Okay. Yeah. I believe PJ also announces there sometimes. Yep. Um, and so sometimes he has to leave us a little early. And then we we get a few people like Clark Dukas. I know you guys know Clark. Oh, yeah. And uh, Dwayne Cole, after they've had a few, they come up and announce. <laughs> Well, Clark, then, Clark would be too shy if he didn't have a few. Oh, no, 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 no. He, they're, they're quite a hoot to have. Um, and so uh, they, uh, they come and help fill in once in a while. So it works Fantastic. out really well. Gary, it's always great talking to you. Thank you so much for the great news that you're going to be uh, continuing to maintain and you now own Onawa Dragway. Don't forget, onawadragway.com for more information, tickets, hours, pricing, sponsors, so much more. OnawaDragway.com. Facebook page, Ottawa Dragway. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in turn number two. Hey, guys. Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. I've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the PubCast for quite a long time, and here's a little more detail behind it. Older laptops, older computers, maybe four or five years old, the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for Windows 10. 
A new hard drive from Tailored Computers in Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're gonna get your same computer back but it's gonna run faster, cooler, and the battery's gonna last longer on laptops. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Karting. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around the professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak and Lube. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Front stretch rolling into turn number two, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Dirk, I kind of ask you a question. I, I don't know if you'll know the answer until I say it, but um, if there's one thing that Quaker Steak and Lube could add that would make my life even better, what do you think it would be? To make your life even better? Yeah. I mean, we, we know I love the wings. We both love the, the uh, jacked up BLT. The steaks there, I, I love those too. But there's something they added to the menu, and as soon as I say it, you're going to get a good chuckle because it, it's right up my alley. Um, a 10-ounce bowl of ranch. <laughs> <They've had that. laughs> you can't order that. Unfortunately, you got to pay for it. It's, it's not a menu item, but it, it's an off-menu item. you got to know to order. They've um, added I'm going to fish. Huh? Fish? No, no, not fish. Although they do have a really, they used to have a really good salmon. Did you ever eat that salmon? I'm not a salmon guy. Okay. Andrew Kaziski used to love that. They had a, a grilled salmon. I'm pretty sure it was Andrew that used to eat that every time he, he'd come over to Quaker Steak. No, they added mm -hmm. garlic, white cheddar, cheese curds. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're a cheese curd guy. <laughs> that screams. That absolutely screams me. $6.99. A dozen garlic seasoned, lightly dusted white cheddar curds, flash fried and served with warm marinara. All right. So now that everybody's stomachs are rumbling, I want to say a big thanks to Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs for continuing to sponsor the front stretch, being great supporters of. I uh, actually had a conversation with Chris. He's getting us set up with an interview with BJ McLeod down at uh, Kansas Speedway. Uh, Chris is going to actually sponsor Quaker Steak and Lube is actually going to sponsor the uh, BJ McLeod machine and those guys over there at uh, Live Fast Racing. Well, he's going to be on the on the what the rear cover or something. Yeah, like he's got like an extra hundred thousand dollars. He's just going to throw away, so he's going to sponsor those guys. <laughs> well, I'm I don't think kidding. he's probably going quite that high, but I know <laughs> we talked before about getting some corporate deal in there and co-oping. Yeah, he was trying to work with Quaker State Corporate when they were before they were owned by this group, trying to get that stuff going. But uh, we're excited to be down there again, again this year. And uh, I got to get my credentials, our credentials sent in for Kansas Speedway. Feels like this is finally going to be the year that we're going to be able to get some work done and get a bunch of interviews lined up. Well, I mean, if we get two or three lined up, that'll be worth our while. You know, yep. that was, we couldn't even do that last year. And, uh, 
between that and uh, if we can line up something for the truck race at Knoxville. Oh yeah. When if is we that? Get June? The truck race and yeah, it's uh, is it Father's Day weekend? Yeah, it is Father's Day weekend. Oh, June eighteenth. Is that a whole? That's not a Sunday, is that's probably a Thursday or Friday. The eighteenth is a, is a Saturday. Saturday night. Dang it. Okay. I don't know if it's a night race or not. I don't know if it's night or an afternoon. Okay. Father's Day is the 19th. We'll so. have to look and see. But anyways, yeah, it kind of feels like this is going to be the year of actually getting back to normal. That was supposed to be 2021, but then we got faked out. So now this feels like the year of getting back to normal. So we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see. Weekend of racing to come. That's pretty much what we're going to cover in turn number two. And then uh, we're going to talk more about, uh, well, we're going to get you set for the NASCAR race at Bristol on Sunday night. And we'll get you set for this weekend of racing to come at Eagle Raceway. And I know I'm probably missing some other dirt tracks in the area. So, by the way, if you guys know of any dirt tracks that are racing and we don't pay, we don't announce them, send us a message. Let us know. Uh, I need to get more of these tracks on my radar. And unfortunately, just because how busy everything is, I don't get to them. So I, I know when I-80 and Eagle are racing and when, you know, we're pretty good at knowing some of the Iowa races, tracks like uh, Crawford County, Shelby County. In Adams County, but there's quite a few of those other tracks outside of that area that, that we miss. So feel free to message us and let us know if we miss anybody. You can find us on uh, Facebook, Fred Stretch Radio uh, on Facebook, which I need to get that updated. Actually, I think it's just the Front Stretch. No uh, radio in there. Correct. I think you updated that a year yeah. ago. If I'm not I mistaken. did? Oh, my God. Look at me. Must well, I think you got told to about 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> you think well, somebody we told me that? We do have another piece of NASCAR news to discuss. Okay. Uh, is it more information about the Kozlowski penalty? Nope. Is it mud flaps? Nope. Okay. But, Lead I off, mean, my they, friend. They are doing that. Um, the uh, Ty Gibbs penalties were announced this week. Were they? I was looking for those, and I didn't see them, but I don't think I'm under the right page. I was under the uh, NASCAR news, and so that's going to be under Xfinity Series news. Yeah. they. Uh, I got it half right. $15,000 penalty or just uh, fine. And uh, it covered under, they put it under, I think it was three different, you know, 4.3, 4.4, 4.7 other rule book or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, they didn't penalize him for the fight at all or the push in the official, which kind of really surprised me. Yeah. That the official, even though it kind of technically is covered under all that stuff somewhere. But they were very upset with him banging his car into uh, Mayor's car, you know, uh, on the cool down lap and onto pit road and, you know, using the vehicle as a weapon, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. NASCAR is, uh, that's kind of one of those areas that is a very, very, very big no no. And, and it's not just NASCAR, it's dirt track also. Uh, don't do stupid shit in the pits because there's, and pardon my language, I'll have to bleep that out, but there's, uh, there's just far too many. Uh, unexpected things that can happen when you uh, drive unsafe through the pits or, or use your car. And, and like in this one, I'm, I'm reading the penalty now uh, behavioral section 4.3 point a and S E uh, NASCAR member conduct 8.8.8 crew member servicing uh, note contact with another vehicle on pit road after the race. So like you said, he, he gets penalized for bumping into another car on pit road after the race was over with. 
Yeah, well, that was the, the biggest portion of it. I mean, obviously, the behavior deal of, you know, pushing official and, and getting in a fight kind of in there as a secondary, all thrown into one deal. Yeah. Uh, he but was I also hit with the... Go ahead. I'm just surprised that he wasn't uh, um, put on probation for the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, he was also hit with a um, safety violation, uh, tiles and, tires and wheels, lug nuts not properly installed, $5,000 fine. So he left Martinsville with a $20,000 fine after everything's all said and done. And not necessarily him, but his Yeah, team. the crew chief gets the 5000 for the lug nut. Yeah. So uh, Chris Gale is his crew chief in the Xfinity series. So damn good thing they had five lug nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't have been able to fight after the race if they didn't. Uh, we talked a little bit about it. Mud flaps. NASCAR announced that they're going to add mud flaps to the Cup Series cars for Sunday's race. And uh, James Rowland has a question and asked if they add that, you know, that ever apparent um, silhouette of a of a, of a lady. On yeah, trucker mud flaps up and her and her boobies pushed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he wants to know if if a Cup Series team adds that. Do you think that will be a penalty for uh, unapproved adjustments? It won't be for unapproved adjustments, but it'll never see the track because NASCAR. I mean, that's like sponsors that show up that haven't been approved. They don't ever see the track. So, yeah, <laughs> I got a real kick out. He said, "You got to ask Derek this question because." He knew the answer, but he just wanted to know what your response was. <laughs> oh, I, I can I can figure him out. And I didn't read the whole article on the mud flaps. I just saw the picture, and I went, "Well, that's interesting." So I didn't know if they were mandatory or optional. But it good sounds question. like they're mandatory. Yeah, well, it sounds question. like they're mandatory. Oh, you think so? Yeah, you said NASCAR added. Yeah, I still haven't seen the actual schedule anywhere for the weekend, so I don't know if they're going to do the heat races to set the feature it doesn't look like they're doing heat races again this year well qualifying races qualifying races are set for saturday at five o'clock central time so they are doing heat races yeah let's call them what they are they're heat races (laughs) well god forbid nascar go that far they're basically what they are but fans have been calling for heat races for years and so they're going to add qualifying races so the fans called for a race on Easter for years too. Is that all? Because <laughs> I well, actually had to look it up today because there was a post. Well, I commented on it five weeks ago, and somebody come up and, oh, what's wrong with racing on Easter? It's just another Sunday. And uh, not for a lot I of Americans. Back, what's that? Not for a lot of Americans. Well, I just commented back. It took you five weeks to say that seriously. <laughs> Yeah, that all you got? You've been thinking about it for five weeks, and that's what you can say. So, that was his. That was his response. Yeah, but NASCAR has never raced on Easter Sunday. Um, I thought we I talked think- about it a couple of weeks ago. I thought it was, it was way back. It was a, a rained out race that they had to race on Easter Sunday. Scheduled oh, okay. the night they've before. Never, they've never scheduled a race on Easter yeah. Sunday. Maybe that's it. But uh, in the in the top three divisions. So, mm-hmm. and I don't remember Sunset ever racing on Sunday, and I don't think they're on Easter. I don't think the Kaziskis have. No. And I mean, I mean it's, it's a very rare moment when they race on a Sunday for, for I-80 Speedway. In fact, I well, think. I-80 Speedway was a Sunday night track for a oh, long that, time. Oh, that, okay. Okay. 
So, but I don't think the Kaziski's ever, ever raced on Easter. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things that it was always, uh, you know, you didn't race on Easter and you didn't race on mother's day. And both of those have gone out the window this year for NASCAR. Yeah. Everybody woke up. All right. uh, Goodyear could be conducting a tire test before running the Martinsville fall race. Uh, Greg Stucker, Goodyear director of race tire sales discussed Monday on Sirius XM NASCAR's radio uh, late shift program says it's tough. He said, obviously we worked on the formulation on the tread compound. We thought we hit on a good combination. Sorry if I'm reading like a third grader. I really got to start letting you read this stuff. (laughs) We've talked about this and I still don't do it. Uh, We've already talked about perhaps going back a little bit later in the year and trying to work on it a little bit more. The difficult thing is how do you replicate those conditions? Like we talked about, it got to be very, very cold. And, you know, that's the issue. That right there is the issue. And that's what I was going to say. They had a one-off race that the temperature never really got to be a racing temperature, Mm -hmm. you know, so to speak, or what they're used to anyway. So I didn't think there was anything wrong with the Goodyear tires. No. You know, I don't remember a whole lot of guys, you know, blowing them out or anything like that. So I don't know what Goodyear's worried about on their end, but I'm thinking if he's talking about this now that somebody in the upper echelons of NASCAR has made a bitch about it. Probably. And and they're probably getting some heat from the fans because they always seem to, whether it's their fault or not. Um, um, Martinsville TV ratings, uh, not very good on Saturday nights. Uh, half as much as this race last year, which was not on a Saturday night. And I only bring that up. Typically, I'm, you know, I, I don't, we don't really talk about ratings very much, which I want to bring up another point. But, you know, racing on Saturday night is, sounds fun and sounds sexy, but. NASCAR takes it in the pants every Saturday night race, both in the ticket sales and in the TV ratings. Fans have been calling for it, but then they don't turn out. And and this has been a continuous thing that every Saturday night race that NASCAR decides to put on uh, just continues to struggle, both in ticket sales and in ratings. And I'd like to know exactly when that trend started, because I remember back you know, in the early 2000s, um, one of the biggest races that on TV that uh, got great ratings and everything used to be the Firecracker 400. Yeah. Which was run somewhere around the 4th of July on Saturday night at Daytona. Yeah. Ratings used to be great for that. And around here, we liked it because that's when I-80 was still racing on Sunday and Carl Edwards would show up to hang out with his little brother, Kenny. Mm. Uh, year over year, according to Adam Stern, uh, for the first seven races into the season, NASCAR is up 17% in viewership from 2021. So NASCAR is seeing a bit of a, a jump in ratings, according to, to this time last year in, in 2021. Um, so there's that. And then, you know, they, they kind of take it in the pants a little bit on Saturday night's race, which, you know, Again, understanding what the ratings mean and, and how they calculate the ratings. Um, there's tuned in for an hour. There's tuned in for two hours and tuned in for the complete race. 
And I think this is overall tuned in. So if you tuned in for 10 minutes or, or three hours, you counted into this number, um, 1.8 million viewers on uh, on Saturday night, according to the Nielsen ratings. Uh, Showbiz Daily, showbuzzdaily.com is the one that published those numbers. Um, not bad, but you know, NASCAR is seeing a little bit better numbers when they're racing on Sundays. And, and like we talked about, that, that race on, on Saturday night, just because of the weather, was not that great of a race. And well, the weather was one of the reasons that the race was actually scheduled on Saturday night, because they know how wet Martinsville or how wet Virginia can be this time of year. So they had Sunday as their rain date. Mm-hmm. They also... Um, I think scheduled it on Saturday night. I think a little bit played into it was the dirt race the following week. Oh, to get people ready for, to, to give time for people to be out there. Correct. Give them an extra day, you know, for the big switch over, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could be. And so, yeah, there was a couple things involved with it. Cause we've definitely noticed the trend over the last few years of NASCAR going away from the Saturday night races. Yeah. And, and it's this exactly. I mean, I've, I've had this conversation with Chris Krug a lot. He's he's one of the proponents for Saturday night racing. And after every Saturday night race for NASCAR, I said, did you watch the race? No. No. I was at Knoxville. <laughs> well, why, why are you such a proponent for Saturday night racing if you never watch? Well, I just, I just think, you know, major network television and, you know, under the lights and a big Saturday night crowd. And I'm like, I hate to break it to you, man. But as long as I've been paying attention to NASCAR, which 2001, lightly 2001, um, just NASCAR has not seen a, a big success of, of on racing on Saturday nights. It's fun well, to watch the cars under the lights, but it's not a big revenue generator for him. Well, no, be, and especially back then, um, I think attendance at the short tracks, your local tracks on Saturday was a lot higher than it is now. Yeah. Um, so that was one thing. And when you get into the fall, you got all your football and through mm-hmm. the summer and the spring, you've got that goofy game with the white ball and uh, where the guys always go on strike. <laughs> but uh, no, there's just, there's just so much to do. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a Saturday night for me. It's it, this has been a tradition with with my parents. It's it's go out and do things on Saturday night. It's that's that was always my parents' date night. They'd always go out on a Saturday night and you know go to a go to a restaurant and then go to the bar afterwards and have a couple of drinks. They never sat at home and watched a race. I mean, we weren't really a NASCAR family. It wasn't until I moved up here that that we became I became a NASCAR fan. But we also didn't stay at home and watch. You know. Well, I mean, again, it's I'm I'm trying to make comparisons to now, and and TV viewership back then was so different. I mean, there was six rate six TV stations. Football was on Sunday and Monday night. That was it. And now it's on Thursday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night, and the occasional. Well, that's a, that's pretty much NFL. But anyways, we're getting a little bit sidetracked here. But yeah, but no, it's just like I said, uh, the Saturday night races aren't getting. Um, uh, I was going to say the word respect, and I mean, that actually fits, but, um, it's probably not the correct term. They just aren't getting the viewership. That's yeah. all there is to it. And I love a good Saturday night race. I mean, it's to watch the, the, uh, Bristol or Martinsville. I think it's really cool to see the brake rotors glowing 
as a, as a run goes on and those things get hotter and hotter and hotter. And I think it's cool to see the sparks come out of the car right after a, a green flag or a, a, a restart and, and they're, you know, the, the tire pressures are low. So they're bottoming out a little bit. I love seeing that stuff. I love seeing that stuff, but just like you said, for some reason, the ratings just aren't, they aren't turning out. Yep. All right, let's move on. Bristol dirt race. Uh, this coming Sunday on Fox at six o'clock. Once again, we talked about it. Uh, actually, we didn't talk about this part of it. Uh, they're going to have two practices. They're going to be back to back starting at about three o'clock on Friday. That's going to be practice number one. It's going to last for about 50, 50, 55 minutes or so. And then practice number two is going to happen at about 535 on Friday night. Then the teams are going to come back on Saturday. This is the Cup Series teams. They're going to come back Saturday night at about five o'clock, and they're going to qualify during their qualifying races. Did they, uh, they said, or does it show you how many laps are like 50 lap qualifiers or what are they? I could uh, probably figure that out eventually. <clears throat> eventually I can figure a lot of things out, but do we have time for it? Uh, 15 lap qualifying races, four of them. 15 laps. Okay. Yeah. So they are heat races. Yeah. All right. 15 lap qualifying races. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to do inspection from 2 p.m. Well, what's going to be through 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. So expect sometime around Saturday afternoon to be getting the notices of who failed inspection. And I'm just going to say it. I think there's going to be quite a few teams that are going to fail inspection on Saturday night. Plus yeah, 10 or, not, or, or under 10? I'll say under 10. Uh, more than five or less than five? I almost want to say less than five, but. Last time I did that, we ended up with nine. <laughs> yeah, so. we almost hit ten. <laughs> I'll say five to ten. All right, yeah. that that'll be the whole. That'll be my donut. Uh, Joey Logano won this race last year. Um, we were talking a lot about it Tuesday after recording, just trying to get the information right. This was kind of a weird race where we had a hundred lap stage one, a hundred lap stage two, and then a fifty lap stage three. Well, final stage. So it was kind of an odd race and they actually ended up going into overtime by about, I think three laps, but Joey Legato ended up getting the win. Um, I think Martin trucks jr. Finished second. I'll have to pull up the race results, but it was, uh, it was also weird in the fact that they ran uh, mandatory pit stops at 50 laps in each segment. Uh, yeah, there was a, uh, competition caution at lap 50 and lap 150. And that's because the tires were junk yeah. and they don't laugh at last 50 laps. So they ran 50 changed tires. They ran 50 changed tires. And that's probably why the last segment ended up at 50. They were probably out of freaking tires. <laughs> Maybe. So, like I said, Joey Logano won this race, finished sixth in stage one. He won stage two, led a total of 61 laps. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Finished second, Danny Hamlin, third, Daniel Suarez, fourth, and Ryan Newman, your top five, William Byron, Tyler Reddick, Ryan Blaney, Eric Jones, and Chase Elliott, your top 10. Bad days for Eric Amarola, 36th. I'm going to say this guy, too, who's been putting on a little bit of a show lately. You know, we're, we're on the Chastain train. Uh, Ross Chastain finished 35th. Uh, dirt track favorite Christopher Bell finished 34th. Dirt track favorite Kyle Larson finished 29th. Uh, let's see ringers. I'm going to throw Stuart Friesen in there as a ringer. He finished 23rd. He was the best of the, you know, the ringers that came in like him, Mike Marler, Shane Gobelak, Chris Windham. Yes. Windham was in there. 
Chris finished 33rd. So of the uh, the dirt track ringers that came in to try to throw their uh, their weight around, um, Stuart Friesen finished the best in 23rd. And that's probably because he had some experience racing the truck on dirt. Yeah. Yeah, didn't he? He's raced the truck on dirt on uh, in uh, for uh, was that it at Eldora or did he run that at Knoxville? Or he ran at Knoxville and uh, he's run Eldora. He's been a regular in the truck series for like three years. So yeah, okay. Uh, that's about it. That's that's what we got. Uh, I got a kick out of. I was kind of reading some of the statistics. This is just one of those dumb things that kind of gives me a little bit of a giggle. Do you know who has the most wins at Bristol under the dirt? On the dirt, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. They don't race under it. They race on it. <laughs> Some of them do. <laughs> who's got Who's got the most <laughs> Bristol dirt, dirt race wins? I got no idea. Sammy Swindell. I don't <laughs> no, know. It's Joey Logano. <laughs> who was the uh, oldest? Who is the oldest Cup Series winner on on the Bristol on dirt? <laughs> Joey Logano. <laughs> Joey Logano. You know who the youngest is? Joey Logano. <laughs> I'm just sitting here before we're recording, cracking up at this because this is obviously just the general statistical email they send out. And, you know, they uh, most uh, runner up finishes. <laughs> Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Yeah. He's got the only one. <laughs> so I just had a, I got a kick out of that because everything is the record of the result of the race one in race. March one of race. last year. Yeah. One single race. Anyways, that's that was my giggle. All right, let's talk about uh, this weekend at Eagle Raceway. It's going to be a little bit chilly, but for God's sakes, get out to the racetrack. Oh, I should also say this. Got to notice today that apparently Eagle Raceway's Facebook page, it has not been hacked. It has been cloned, which is why it's important for you to pay attention to who sends you messages. There's a uh, page out there that is sending messages to all the Eagle Raceway fans saying if you click on this link you can claim your icebreaker challenge vip tickets plus our thousand dollar bonus uh but it's coming from a page eagle dash raceway so that is a fake page and i think eagle raceway is working with uh facebook to try to get that page shut down but this is just the next iteration of scammers on facebook so you got to be really careful with this stuff pay very close attention and again it's the old adage if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. So uh, anybody that's been to Eagle race where anybody has any type of knowledge of Roger knows he don't pay too many thousand dollar to win races. Let the alone give everybody in the stands a grand. Yeah. The thousand dollar, the, the stock cars this Friday only pay a thousand to win. So why is he going to give a thousand dollars to a fan for coming out? It, so it, it, if you get scammed by that, I apologize if, if we're kind of poking fun at you, but just you got to be very careful about that stuff. Be smart about it. If if it if you get a message from Eagle Dash Raceway, uh, just report it as spam and Facebook will take care of it. Hopefully, hopefully the icebreaker challenge presented by Auto Transmatic Friday and Saturday, Friday night, general admission, 15 bucks to get in for adults, kids five and under or kids uh, six to 12 get in for five bucks, kids five and under get in for three Modified sport, modified stock cars, and late models. Racing is going to start at about 7.30. Guys, I can't say this enough. I'm saying about 7.30. Because if we get done with hot laps at 7.10 and the show's ready to roll, Roger Hayden's not going to sit around for 20 minutes and stick to that schedule. 
He's going to tell us to play the national anthem and get this show under uh, under the way. So don't show up at 7.30 expecting uh, to watch the first heat race. You may miss a couple of the heat races. Get there early, get your seats, get something to eat, have a great time. Saturday, they're going to be back at it. $18 for adults. Kids 6 to 12 get in for 5 bucks again. Kids 500 get in for free. This time it's going to be modified sport modifieds, sprint cars, and hobby stocks. Uh, grandstands open up at 4.45. Racing action starts at about 6 o'clock. So, again, don't show up at 6 o'clock expecting to walk right into the gate and watch the first race. You may be just a little bit late. Eagle Raceway on Facebook page for more information. That's going to do it for us today. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the Front Stretch. The official watering hole of the Front Stretch has you covered any day of the week with the best wings, great burgers, and amazing steaks. Each weekday from 4 to 6 is Happy Hour, featuring dollar-off draft and well drinks plus $4 Luberitas. Mondays are Kids Night. Tuesdays are all-you-can-eat wings for $12.95, and the lube even delivers to the Council Bluffs area. Like Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs on Facebook for a full list of weekly events. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Mid-America Drive, Council Bluffs. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you White Knuckle Racing by the River bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. Thank you.